0: If you've been on LinkedIn or been in B2B marketing for the last how long, all you hear about right now is category creation. Category creation is all the rage. Everyone's talking about it, yet very few people have have been a part of companies that have created categories before. Uh, I'll speak for myself. I'll also speak for Jason a little bit. We are two people who have never created a category before. So this episode is going to be about uh, our quest in creating a new category at Metadata, what we did earlier this year. What we learned from it, and more importantly, how we're planning to relaunch this category at demand. Demand Gen U is officially in session. Let's do it. So, Jason, I don't know if you know this, but do you remember the last time we recorded a DGU episode together? Oh, um, no, it's been a while. <laughs> it's it's been a while. I asked uh, Justin this morning to see when the last one we published was. And the publish date, I believe, was July 28th. So, like, what have you been up to? Really? Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, just recording podcasts. No. <laughs> uh, it's Wow, really? I haven't been on a... Or no. Well, no, it's no, no. Not no, no that we, I haven't been on, but we together. Together, I see, I see. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, like I kind of forgot how to do this. But, no, I had all the guest <laughs>
0: episodes. You did a bunch of episodes. So, yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. Giving the people what they want, getting us back. <laughs> um, what do you? Did you grow up a little bit? What's wrong? With, what's going on with your voice?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think I think so. Are you sick? Uh, <laughs> I did get ID'd for um, buying wine last night, so I don't know. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe I'm growing up.
1: <laughs> Got that deep voice going today. <laughs> Or maybe he didn't uh, sleep well. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah.
0: Well, if we're being <laughs> honest, that's probably what it is because of all the stuff that we're doing for demand right now, which ironically enough is mostly what we're going to be talking about here with this relaunch. So want to get into it? Let's do it. So let's just assume that many of the people who are listening today uh, were not at the little thing that we did in March. And I say little thing because I don't wanna give it away uh, as far as what we did, but uh, let's get everyone caught up to speed around what we did in March and that first kind of step for us in announcing this new category and what we did.
1: Yeah, so um, we'd been working on our, gosh, it's almost, it's been a year now, hasn't it? Oh my God, (laughs) it's crazy. (laughs) We've been working on our narrative for quite a while. Oh, geez. Wow. I just thought, sorry. Uh, sorry, people. I'm like, I just scared myself by realizing we've been working on this thing for a year. <laughs> Lost my own train of thought on that one. Um, and we were planning, we didn't really know at the time, like, okay, we got this new narrative and we're kind of getting to the category name. We kind of figured it out. We weren't yet sure. What does this launch look like? What does it actually mean? What, what are the goals that we're going to set for ourselves? And then in, around the same time, this is like in the February time frame, we got our Series B. And we had a really good idea for the Series B at first that you had. And then I don't know whose idea it was. I won't cast any stones, but there was there was an idea thrown out that, hey, um, why don't we make the Series B, like mix the Series B announcement up with the category launch? and we'll kind of say, hey, we're, instead of doing the traditional um, Series B, rah, rah, look at us and all the money we have, it was like, let's talk about it a little differently. Let's say, uh, hey, we got a Series B and hey, guess what, everybody, we're using this money to build out the market, the B2B marketing operating system you've all wanted. Um, so, but there was like a, three-week period between the time when we say I don't like, even know if it was three it weeks was three. but if it, yeah. it okay. was three it was three <laughs> and I know that because it could have been five or six and then I was like no that's too long so because there was like a two-week uh, period know you yeah said that well because like there was a it was like we could either do it at week three, three or week six and I was like well six seems too long and there was something in like four or five that we could for some reason we couldn't do it so I was like yeah let's do it earlier we'll Let's pull it together and yeah famous last words um so we did like a I'd say like a maybe not even a half ass, maybe like a third ass. Um I mean we t- we we put all our ass into it. But like in, in terms of assers. like we did, but like in terms of what it maybe came out to be, it was more like a third of an ass. Um <laughs> actual. So yeah, so that was our that was our first category launch and probably nobody knew about it. And so we used that really as a forcing function.
0: And then we'd been working on the narrative for at that time, what was it probably like four-ish months and outside of, you know, doing the traditional press release of, Hey, look at us. We raised, you know, 40 million, yada, yada, yada. We're so great. We also had Gil publish his own point of view, which is really the, the the starting point for the release of that narrative and and showing everyone what we were going to be focusing on. So Right. That was the, the first part of it. And then the second part was, and I think this is the, the part of the episode we'll we'll have a little bit of PTSD on. We did a press conference and been in B2B, B2B marketing for a bit. I have never heard of any B2B company doing a press conference. So what could go wrong? Turns out a fair amount. Uh, but why don't we get people caught up to speed on what the intent of that press conference was and then, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. I felt so ridiculous
1: because I remember I literally Google searched, what is a press conference? (laughs) Because I was like, I don't know if I know what this is. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of have an idea, you know, it's like, but my idea was like, from like, the policing and like sports, you know what I mean? It's like, you call a press conference, you know, yeah, it's like, you call a press conference, you know, to do this, or you, you know, to announce like some sports person's making a big announcement or police have like some lead on a case, you know, it's like, what are we doing? You know, like, what is this press conference? And so, yeah, we were just thinking like, let's invite a bunch of press to it, you know, and let's make this like a big product, kind of a product company announcement. Um, We think people will be excited about it. We're excited about it. Um, Try to invite all of the industry analysts, you know, that follow us and some of the reporters that have written about us. And like, I don't know if anybody, I don't know if any of those, I think I, actually, I think we actually did have a handful of analysts show we up. We did. And like, we, yeah, did. we did. We did. We did. Um, but just generally, it, oh God. And we were trying to like, build new product screenshots. We were trying to like design the product in three weeks. I mean, it was just, it was, there were so many things that. So let me add a, uh, let me add
0: a funny part first, before we get into the things that weren't advised. So this is a fun fact. I don't think that we've shared publicly yet, but we came up with this exact idea a little too close to the press conference, but we were trying to get all of the metadata presenters uh, at the press conference together in person and have like a legit podium and treat it just like the press conferences that you and I knew about before this thing that would have been hysterical
1: that would have been yeah that would have at least made it a little bit more fun to watch probably instead of just wait is this like a webinar like wait and is this just a product webinar is probably what people were thinking is like yeah uh because then then I don't think I knew well what content do we have here if it's a press conference but we don't have press asking questions so we were like well hopefully people ask questions. I don't think like I don't think we got a lot of questions either. So we ended up probably yep. doing mostly seed questions, is my guess. But yeah. Well, it was uh yeah, there was yeah, a lot of non a lot of things where <laughs> it sounded like a good idea, but then and we you know, if you know us, you know we we fly by the seat of our pants quite a bit, but it's usually like it's like a it's like an intelligent version of flying. This was I don't think like this was I think the dumb version of flying by the seat of your pants. Like I think this was like not an intelligent fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah, yeah. So we had a couple different
0: people from metadata. It was you, it was Gil. I think Logan was there as well. We had some of our customers and then we had uh, Dave Gerhardt there, uh, Mark Organ was there. I think he was calling in from some <laughs> ski resort, which i I blocked really all this gone. out. Cause yeah, yeah as yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah. it, I'm just being reminded. No, oh, I know, of yeah. I know, I know. I'll, I'll <laughs> cut to the chase here really quick. That's, and, yeah, uh, that's right. Mark, Organ. I think we tried to structure it in a way where it was more of a discussion around, you know, this category, introducing it and what it means for B2B marketers. And I think there were some positives, you know, in it, I say some very few, but like we introduced the category and I think it piqued interest. I think where we fell short and where we're going to talk about you know most of this episode with is this people wanted more when we announced it and i think because we rushed it at that point in time we just didn't have the detail for that the 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 next level yet the okay b2b marketing us that's interesting tell me more and i think we didn't have the tell me more really thought through and that's where we fell short
1: well we had like the tell me more from like 2030. (laughs) yeah so we have like today's state and then what this thing might look like in 10 years from now you know but we didn't have like oh okay so in 10 years like i might not even log in like it's just running marketing for me so like what's the where where are you going from today to that like 10 year ai vision and that's where we i think we're like imagine a world where you know yeah, yeah i mean there
0: were they were legitimate i can't believe i'm saying this out loud on a podcast to everyone who listens there were Photoshop. Product shots in there. And I remember there was a point where there was an existing customer, thank God, I can't remember the name, who said, When will my instance look like this? (laughs) And I'm just thinking to myself, like, this is like, we, like, why are we doing this? Why are we shooting ourselves in our feet here? Like, this is absolutely insane.
1: The the product will literally never look like this. But hey, here, here's some eye candy for you. Yeah. It was interesting. It was, um, well, you know, we got learnings from it, I guess. So (laughs) maybe, maybe that was good. But yeah, it was like a lesson in what not to do on this thing on this kind of a thing
0: now one of the things that you mentioned earlier i think is an important part for the the next segment in this episode which is when you know if you're following andy raskin or you're following anyone who's you know creating you know the company story strategic narrative whatever you want to call it um it's supposed to be the the rallying cry for the company that the entire company understands. They live, they breathe, they sleep, they eat it, all of it. Like they get it. It's what moves them and everybody's marching in the same direction. And I think that's what we were trying to do. Where we kind of you know veered off unintentionally a little bit is this whole present versus future state thing. And I think if you talk to Gil and not just Gil, but any CEO, yes, they're constantly thinking about the future. They think in ways that my brain cannot comprehend. And it's, you know, five years ahead, it's 10 years ahead. It's it's just way down the line. And that's what gets investors excited. And I think it's a constant struggle between, you know, knowing who your audience is and what investors are interested in, which is the future. And then knowing what your, your audience is that you sell to at the end of the day, which is, you know, not just the present, a little bit ahead because you can't just market you know, current day and current day only, you can market ahead of the roadmap, but it was trying to juggle that. And I think that's where we spent, you know, the next, what is it? This is mid-October. We basically spent the next, you know, six, seven months working on that part alone. So let's talk about that a little bit more.
1: Yeah, No, sounds good. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have, we, we had this launch and then we had like some updated sales materials, but like not a lot of updated updates on the site. So yeah, it was kind of like, um, yeah. Um, and now we're, we're learning from that and fixing it. So, um, where should we start on that one?
0: Yeah. So I think maybe we start with the, uh, the project that we worked on, uh, between, I forget when we signed on, uh, with the agency that we had, but we worked on a, essentially a category design project, uh, with an outside agency. And, you know, like we said in the intro, I've never done this before. You've never done this before. There's no step-by-step process to create a category. If you ask any CEO of of a company or startup who's created a category, I would say most of the time they say don't do it (laughs) in podcast interviews and whatnot, just because of how big of an effort and beast it is and usually how expensive it is. So we uh, worked with an agency and they tried to help us tighten up our narrative. And I think we had a really good jumping off point for that narrative, but there were some things in there that I think could use some polishing and, you know, it took us a while to do that. But I, I mean, I feel better about the narrative now. What do you think?
1: Yeah. And, um, I'll talk a little, a little bit about, you know, deciding to work with the agency too. I think, um, it was cause we were like, what, we don't know what we're doing. You know, it was like, none of us have ever created a category. And so like, what do you do? You know, what do you do first? And we had, you know, advisors that would give us, you know, like, um, you know the folks that are all about like building the media company like dave gearhart you know hey you don't um you know you just do this yourself you know you don't really need to go to the g2s that'll all kind of happen but you just really need to like get in front of your audience and um and we felt like you said we felt like we were really good on the narrative we just needed somebody to help us with okay the strategy like what do you do now once you have the narrative but when you reach out to category design agencies most of them focus heavily on the narrative they they actually want to do the narrative first because that's That's the meaty part. You know, when you're getting in, you're just like in the struggle and you're trying to like get the CEO and all the other people to like really come together on that story. Um, And that was what was different. And it and having not done that with them actually might have made the project not work as smoothly. Actually, I know it did. Um, I would I would agree with that. Yeah. The agency wasn't really used to picking up a narrative and then like moving it forward. Um, and we didn't really know what we were doing. And so um there was some, I think, probably um it's just not super efficient and maybe like maybe not the best work it could have been. But you know, that makes sense because like the narrative is a creative part, and so if you're working with a creative agency and they didn't do that part, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like eh. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that that threw a little bit of a wrench, but we did get a lot of what we needed, and a lot of it was um the moderation, you know, like moderating our discussions and then they would go off, kind of listen to what we heard and come back with like, oh, what do you think of these concepts? Or we had some things we needed to name, you know, like uh, the standard parts of narratives that, you know, uh, you want to really stand out. And so they kind of helped us with those. So, um, yeah, it was a longer process, though. And uh, once you're done with it, you're like, oh, well, that was all pretty big. You know, like shit, you know, like, but you didn't know what you didn't know. And so, you know, I said, you know, too much there uh you usually do but that's fine you know, so yeah. my wife said that to me she's like this i have to actually fix this because she walked by she's like <laughs> she was telling me the other day she's like you say you know like people say um i'm like oh okay i gotta fix that then so no one's talking i don't want to side with heather but i'm siding <laughs> with
0: heather on this one yeah i know i say um too but yeah <laughs> all right so to bring it back in the real actually you know what hall we're gonna tell a funny story what did heather say about dgu one time
1: uh, oh yeah yeah um so my <laughs> wife is a avid podcast listener in fact um i had to recently fix her computer because she had like 44 gigabytes of podcasts i downloaded her That's computer so she, couldn't, she couldn't save any more to it anyway she was telling me the other day she's like you know i have your and mark's podcast on you know it's, it's on and every once in a while one of my normal episodes will end and your guys will just start she's like it's like five or ten minutes into it that I realize it's you and I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but it was pretty entertaining, you know? It's like, oh, that's a good, I like that. She's like, you guys have a good chemistry together. She's like, I didn't really, like it didn't matter. I didn't know what you guys were talking about. You know, it still was fun. It's like, oh, that's a good compliment. All right. We'll have to make sure uh, she gets this episode then. So yeah, everybody listening, ha- turn it on to your spouse. Maybe they'll answer yeah. <laughs> <service here>. Uh <laughs> So
0: to bring it back on the rails, the project that we had worked on, you know, tightening the narrative uh, was one thing. Uh, and then another big thing that I think you know, we haven't really done a postmortem on this yet, so I guess we're kind of doing it live like Bill O'Reilly. The biggest piece of value or the most, I guess, you know, valuable part of that project was the, the, the category plan. And, you know, they're an agency who's worked with some big B2B SaaS companies, and I think even B2C SaaS companies before, so they were able to break the, the traditional like category launch into different phases with a series of activities that are all rolling up to different goals. We went through all of that. And it was one of those things where I don't know if you felt the same way when we were looking through the Google sheet, I was like, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. And it wasn't, there wasn't really anything in there that truly surprised me per se. It was just, I didn't realize that those are the groups of activities that you need to do to launch a category effectively i don't know what you think yeah
1: yeah and like honestly a lot of it was it's content it's it's basically just saying okay listen you guys were talking about yourselves in this way now you're just talking about yourselves in this way and you can do that through lots of different maybe there's a report you can do and you can have an event or a webinar and then you've got content pieces coming and all of it just starts to shape around that narrative and that story in the category um it's like oh yeah. Okay. That actually, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and so, yeah, I was kind of left with the same thing. It was like, and, you know, working with an agency, you'll always get like ideas that you might not have been able to generate on your own or whatever. And so mm-hmm. that's where an agency can kind of come in handy on these things as well. It's like, okay, it's one thing to know, okay, the content types you need to do. But then it's another thing to actually like dig deep and figure out like, what should those actually be? And what should those look like? And mm-hmm. how should you, you know, how should you frame those up? So I think we got mm-hmm. a little bit of help from them on that too. But yeah, no, nothing, nothing in the plan is like, oh my God, like, you know, wow, I didn't realize that. But it's uh, having people that have gone through it that know like, okay, what are the things that, that are going to help you with it, With this? What are the things that like seem like they might, but they're really not going to move the needle. And then just like a lot of other things that we do, we get several opinions, you know, and then we don't follow one per one specific person's advice. We're like, okay, we like a little bit of this and then with this and then with this. And that's what we're doing now is, you know, we won't do exactly what the agency said. We won't do exactly what, you know, DG said, we'll, you know, or Gil said, we'll do a mix of these things um, and see what works. And we wrapped up
0: this project, I believe, towards the end of August. And I think maybe it was close to two thirds of the way done or somewhere in that timeframe. One of the recommendations that they had to launch this category was around an event and using an event to, you know, uh, almost just use it as your platform to launch this category. And I don't know if they knew this at the time, but we were like, oh, well, we have one of those and it's <laughs> October 20th. So there's our, our next forcing function to get all of this together. So, you know, we're a lean scrappy marketing team. We don't have all the resources in the world. We would have loved to have done all of the activities in that plan, but we didn't really have the time or the people. So what you did with me and then Alex Verdon, our senior product marketing manager, kind of went our separate ways, I think for a day or two and looked at the entire plan and tiered out what we thought the tier one activities were, the tier two, the tier three, and like you said, kind of came up with our own revised plan of what are the absolute tier one, gotta have things that we need ready for demand.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, um, did I just cut you off? No, I was pausing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was this time we had more time, which was nice. I mean, still not, we probably like, I probably want like one more month, maybe, than what, what maybe that we had or a couple of weeks at least, but, um, but there, you know, we we were able to get a lot done in that time frame that we'll be able to launch around demand. And and it's not just the, you know, it's it's things that we're launching, but also it's part of the demand event, you know? And so how do you, you know, for us, it was like, well, this is an industry event, so we don't want to, it. it's not a customer event. So we can't just, you know, it's, but we're trying to talk about our product. And so we wanted to be kind of careful with that. So we did put it towards the end of the event. Um, we'll, we'll be talking about it, you know, during the the, the day and we'll have like, I don't even know if we have a session, but, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll relaunch it and then the website changes, you know, and we'll have some other website changes coming after that. And, um, and then we'll be full on the new, you know, the new narrative and category.
0: So before we start talking about the specific updates, I want to go back to a working session that we had with Gil, Alex, you and myself in San Francisco. I think it was what, early August ish. Yeah. And if we think back to the, the big mess that we had for the press conference, it was the, that next level of detail that, so what, so yeah. we had announced this category name. We got a lot of interest from the category name, but then it, the next question was more or less, all right, so what is a, a marketing operating system? And I don't think truthfully that we had a good answer in March. So we were aware no. of that. And what we did with Gil was. We sat in a room in in San Francisco and really got him to just word vomit on what he thinks a marketing operating system is. And he's an engineer. He's very technical. He's thinking of it from like a platform architecture perspective. And we were trying to come up with the, the pillars of a marketing OS. And I think, and the working session was great. The pillars came, I thought, pretty naturally. Like Mm -hmm. we were, we got those, you know, fairly quickly, I think. The challenge was again present day versus future day. And it's, yeah. you know, of all of these pillars in a marketing OS, what can we actually do today? What can we kind of do today? And what can we not do at all, but we will do at some point in time? And it was really just trying to be honest with ourselves because we're not trying to sell snake oil here. Like we want to be clear on what we can do and what we can't do.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of, companies when they're creating a category, they've already built the thing. You know what I mean? They, like, they've built it and they're really not planning on adding, you know, a lot of other features or, you know, they're planning on expanding the feature set within like the category, but, you know, ours ends up touching, you know, some existing categories, for example, you know, so like, um, well, in budgeting and Uh, Budgeting and forecasting is one of those where that is a marketing operating system pillar, but we don't do it today, you know? And so we had to figure out like, um, yeah, it just made it an interesting problem or challenge because it also then extends to the website, you know, because then it's like, what do we show on the website, you know? And how much do we talk about the entire marketing OS and what it is and what it does versus what of this do we actually do well today? What's coming next, you know? And then what's really that year or two down the road? So like we're talking about it now, but don't expect it for a while. And we don't know how to do that yet. So we're trying. To, we we have ideas, you know. We'll have um, specific, you know, site pages, you know, dedicated to you know things like the future, the marketing OS, what this is, and then the platform page will be like very much what we do today still, um, and what we do well, and how we message that. Um, but we'll have to figure out, you know, through this, how do we cross-pollinate that, you know, from, hey, we're, we're do- here's what we do well today. Make sure you know this is what we do. We talk about this, but make sure you know we don't do this yet. Um, um, yeah, interesting challenge for us to solve.
0: And I think, and we were well aware of this at the time, but when we had announced that narrative, the the the, the messaging and the copy on the website did not really reflect the narrative at all. It yeah. re- was reflected in a... a- blog post and a press release, and maybe there were mentions of technical, mundane and repetitive tasks, but that thread was not consistent throughout the entire site. So what you'll see with some of these website updates that we're launching at demand, you'll see more of that thread consistent throughout the site. So it, it looks and sounds like the same story. And then like you had just mentioned, still being very intentional of what we can do today, what you can go buy today, if you wanted to buy metadata. And then also, this is what we're building, and this is the vision. So it's it's picking and choosing where you want to talk about the the future, and then making sure you're very intentional about where you talk about the present. Because we don't want to market and sell something where people think, "Hey, I'm buying a the the full completed marketing OS right now." And you know, hey, we're not we're not there yet. And I think it it does bode well with how transparent we are with our marketing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it kind of you know. It's kind of related to this challenge of the category name that we have, too. You know, it's kind of like. Let's um, talk about that because we haven't really talked about that yet. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Most categories are like blah, bitty, blah, platform. You know, so it's like it just describes what it does. You know, it's just like customer data platform. Oh, OK. Like, hmm, that's probably a data that deals with customer, you know, a platform that deals with customer data. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I love how uh, literal you are. <laughs> <laughs> marketing automation platform, you know, like there's all these just, and, and we even called ourselves demand generation platform for a while for probably a good year. And to most you know, that can kind of make, that might make sense. That might make more sense to somebody than marketing operating system, you know, because marketing operating system, that's so broad still. Like I have no idea what that means through the name. So we also, at the same time, took on an additional, an additional challenge of like with our category name decision that we're actually going to have to always describe the category too. Um, until it, you know, until it really catches on, but definitely early on, uh, because it's not just as simple as like, Oh, customer data platform, oh demand generation platform, lead generating, you know, revenue generating platform or, you know, something like that. And so, uh, so yeah, we'll see how that goes too. And that, you know, it kind of, it, it, makes some decisions for you you know when you choose a category name like that you're kind of deciding also like okay i'm actually going to probably need a another page or two you know to explain it or i'm always going to have to give a a little bit of a moniker or you know some kind of like a explanation again until it it becomes big and known um because like also marketing automation platform today like if we really thought about it if we renamed that category i don't know if we'd free you know if people would name it marketing automation category but <laughs> people I, know. I, I wish we could around. have that name, truthfully. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yep. give it up, give it up HubSpot and all the big yeah. ones out there. But um, yeah, and so, uh, and so our category name might change too. That's the other thing, you know, category names change and they flex. And if you're the first one um, defining it, um, you know, that might not actually catch on. And then there might be something else that ends up catching on and you move over to that. And so it's got to be a fluid process. And so that's, you know, we're open to that. And I think, I'll speak for myself here, but what made it challenging
0: for me at first was to get excited about this. Oh God, he's going to throw me off here.
1: What's on your shirt? And you might have just, oh my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Nobody <laughs> saw this on the podcast. I just, <laughs> I just opened up my hoodie and showed a marketing shirt, but the marketing shirt, the Mark part of marketing has Mark's picture on it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for this social clip. Uh um, best cert we've ever made. Yeah. We'll have to add it to the metadata merch store. Yeah. Yes. I think I think
0: Mazda has one for me. But uh <laughs> what made it challenging for me at first, it was just getting motivated and excited about this new category name was it felt like we were just getting to a point where demand generation platform was beginning to catch on with some customers and maybe even non-customers. And we were right at that point. And then Gil was like, let's think bigger. Let's go bigger than Demand Gen. And, you know, I'm always thinking about what can we do today? And I can't think into the future like Gil. So it was really tough for me to get to come around that at first. And uh, we went from, I think it was um, marketing operating system for B2B, which really isn't a category name if if we think about it at the end of the day, uh, to then uh, we were kind of using it interchangeably to marketing operating system, to marketing OS through the project. We were wondering, you know, is that too limiting? Is it very clear who is it it's intended to be used by? There was some talk around adding that a B2B modifier. And then I kind of was pretty vocal about, not kind of, I was very vocal about it. And I said, you know, I pretty well-versed in buying some of these tools, you bought way more tools than I have, but you really don't need a modifier at the beginning. Like that just kind of feels and reads weird. So we did finally get agreement on marketing OS, and I think it took some, some time and some hard conversations for us to get there But then what's been really interesting to see lately is just this concept of um os's right now and yeah yeah over the last let's say i would say three-ish months more and more of those blank os's are popping up and i think we are looking at that as a I would say a strong leading indicator that, hey, there's some momentum here and, you know, it's uncomfortable right now. It's not defined right now. We're going to be the ones who define it. But like the vision has always been there. We just needed the the story and the product to catch up.
1: Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, we started. To, and I don't know if it's that like, you know, when you buy a new car, all of a sudden you just feel like you see that same car everywhere. You're like, wait, did everyone just buy this car now? But you're like, I think it's partially <laughs> that. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... But it feels like, you know, it feels like there's a, not, a lot of new categories coming up with an OS, you know, like label to them. Um, security OS, you know, like I don't remember the other ones. There was uh, yeah, I just remember even talking to a, I don't know if it's like a customer, actually a customer of ours, they're doing an OS category too. And, mm-hmm. um, and then we have Zoom Info that has a product name, Marketing OS, and like, oh, okay, cool. Um, at first, I remember, <laughs> I remember when I saw Zoom Info, and this is already after we'd picked Marketing OS, I was like, no. No, they, chose, well, they, they picked they, that name. They, I
0: think they announced it like a couple of weeks before the press conference and we were pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And then I was like, oh, wait, this actually is probably a good thing. So that's support. You know what I mean? Because like if you're trying to build a category and you're just out there all by yourself, you know, and everyone's kind of like, look at these idiots over there. You know, <laughs> they're trying to they're calling themselves a marketing OS. You know, there's no one else around them. No one's really like. And so you don't want to be the category of one. Because it could also mean that, like, you're building something that nobody actually needs, you know, because if like, if no one else is building something similar, then why not? Like, maybe ask yourself, well, why not? You know, this is really needed. But seeing some of those, I remember I went through various stages of emotion really quickly. I was like, at first I was like, oh, no, it's going to ruin us. It's Zoom Info. They're so much bigger than us. And then I was like, wait, that's actually good. They're bigger than us. So like any marketing they do is just going to like, you know, kind of help the the name get out there. And then also where it helped, which is interesting. Um, so the, the crowd, the peer review sites, like the G2s and the Trust Radiuses, they look at search volume, like organic search volume to kind of figure out, like, is there something there? Well, I went to Trust Radius and was like, hey, we're building this new marketing operating system category. Can you guys help us out? And, you know, what, what does it take to get that category in Trust Radius? And they did some research. They're like, "Oh, wow! There's a lot of searching for this marketing OS." And in my mind, I was thinking, like, "Oh, that might be from Zoom Info," you know. But I don't, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter where it's coming from; it's still, no. you know, good search volume. And um, so, so yeah. So we'll see what happens with this this name. It'll be interesting. But I think, regardless, like as long as it is close and it makes sense, it really is up to you and us, like, to get it out there, you know, and like get it out there and be clear about it. Um, get it in front of the people that we want it to be in front of, or it needs to be in front of. So I think, you know. We could really make a lot of different category names work. It's just how do we go about executing and making it make you know, making sure it makes sense. And to tell
0: a, a funny but relevant story. So we had two metadata live events. They were customer events in August. One was in San Francisco and the other was in New York City. And you and Alex and I hacked together a a slide that you could clearly tell Algert, our creative agency, had not touched yet. That was like <laughs> a two thousand foot pole. Uh, but what was on there was uh, the the pillars that we had come up with in that brainstorm with Gil, and when we showed it at the end of the presentation at Metadata Live, we said, you know, this is what we're building. This is the future. This is everything that we've learned over the past six months of what we didn't have and the detail that we needed. What do you think? And it was very encouraging for me. We, we've talked about this a little bit, but not on the podcast. I mean, there were some people in the room who really get marketing and get you know, how to generate pipeline and revenue and our technical and whatnot. And there were a lot of head nods and there were some positive things that were said there. So I think that was a big turning point for me to like get around this of, hey, we need more detail. We need it to be more concrete. Are we headed in the right direction? And I left feeling very encouraged after that.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that we're going to need to do is, you know, we're adamant about not building an all-in-one platform, you know? And so like, cause we, you know, you look at the all-in-ones out there and like they, they're not good. And so we don't want to fall victim to that. And that'll be one of the challenges for us too is when you say marketing operating system and we have pillars, they're going to think, oh, you're trying to do it all. It's like, no, there's some core things that'll, you know, that a marketing operating system has to do, but generally it's a really smart, centralized, you know, like, well, command center. Um and it's like powering it's powering all of your you know other Jason's tools that you would never marketing. get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least I didn't say command and control. I, oh, I brought that one. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I tried, I tried. <laughs> um so yeah, so uh we'll see how that goes too. You know, it's just another um thing we'll have to figure out on the fly.
0: And I think the 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 v1 diagram that we are working on that is really like a simple kind of platform architecture diagram that shows where metadata sits in this equation. And we're not replacing all of these other tools. It's we're trying to power all of your other tools and connect to metadata. So use the the kind of the, the control center, the command center uh, analogy. We show all of the different channels and uh, tool integrations that we have. And you see that, you know, you connect all of it to metadata and it just helps you get more out of those tools and get more out of your marketing. And I think when we first announced this category, so many marketers out there are used to these all-in-one tools and I, I can't confirm this, but I think we may have confused somebody or some people at first thinking that, oh, are you trying to be an all-in-one tool or are you not? And I think this is a better step at showing them, no, that
1: is not what we are trying to do ever. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'll never see. I mean, there's some key, there's some a couple of core technologies, you know, that we may build or, you know, acquire like we did with Reactful. But um, outside of that, you know, yeah, we just want to power the best applications that are out there already that people are, you know, already using and that are not going to give up using. Like the ad channels, like people aren't going to give up using LinkedIn to do B2B marketing. They're not going to give up using outreach and sales loft to do, you know, like sales outbound and an outreach. And, you know, there's a lot of different things that they won't stop using, but they can be powered more intelligently and, you know, we'll we'll figure it out for them. Yep. Well,
0: we are just about at time. We've got demand next week. I'm very stressed if you couldn't hear by my voice. And I know that you are too, but honestly, I know that compared to what we did in March and what we're doing now, like this is definitely a step up in terms of coordination and the amount of detail. Are we still flying by, you know, the senior C- C- pants? Uh, yes. Uh, but I think it's much more coordinated and I'm excited just to see how well this lands, because I think it's going to land much better than it did before. And we'll have to do another episode, what, six months from now and see how this all went. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. All righty. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And we'll uh, hopefully we'll see you at Demand next week, Uh, although this will have already happened by the time that uh, it's released. So thank you for coming to Demand uh, for those who are listening. (laughs) Awesome. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, everybody.
1: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Demand Gen U. If you wanna hear more, make sure to subscribe to get future episodes. You can also submit a specific topic you want us to talk about by DMing us on LinkedIn. If you like the show or wanna share feedback, please leave us a review. It'll help us keep improving and get the word out to other marketers just like you. This podcast is brought to you by Metadata, the first demand generation platform that launches paid campaigns that self-optimize to revenue. If you're looking for a tool that makes it easier for you to build audiences, Launch paid campaigns and experiment at scale, you'll love metadata. B2B marketers at Zoom, Okta, and ThoughtSpot use metadata to automate the time consuming parts of running paid campaigns so they can focus on the things that matter.